know your genetics because the world is becoming increasingly more and more toxic and there's going to be a point when that burden exceeds everyone's ability to detox. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You are about to hear from Dr. Rika Galbraith. Today, we're going to go beyond symptoms of fatigue, discussing how this is a sign there is more underlying, discuss how important optimizing nutrients and reducing toxicity is, and introduce the genomics of detox and the effects of oxidative stress on longevity. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast. Today, my guest is Dr. Rika Milanovic-Galbraith, who has successfully been leading women and their families to optimal health for over two decades as a board-certified family medicine doctor, from delivering babies to managing family care in the clinic and hospital. She is now a leading functional medicine MD, international speaker, mentor to physicians in functional medicine, and peak performance coach. Having overcome two autoimmune diseases along with debilitating fatigue gives her firsthand knowledge and empathy for the challenges that face her patients. As a woman in an entrepreneur, she is passionate about empowering women leaders to optimal health. Her ultimate goal is to empower women to optimal health and in turn have them empower their families and their tribes. She's an expert in resolving brain fog and environmental illness, as well as nutritional genomics. She coaches high-level professionals in peak performance and sees patients at the clinic she founded, Simply Health Institute, outside of Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rika. Thank you, Dr. Stephanie, or should I say Dr. Gray? Thanks for having me. I just love uh, spreading the word, as you know, and uh, now in history is more important than ever to make sure that our health is aligned and our health span equals our lifespan. I totally agree. And for the listeners, I'm just going to admit I have a cold and a sore throat here. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully my voice will sustain through this interview. I do want to hear from you, your story, as you mentioned, I mentioned in your bio, kind of tell us how you went from fatigue to really where you are today. Yeah, I call it fatigue to fabulous. So it's one of the courses that I have on the back end too. Love but, it. You know, I had three dreams as a child. One was to be become a doctor. So I had that dream since I was five. And the second was to get married. I know that sounds cliche. And the third was to have kids. And if I could add a fourth, I'd say the fourth dream, I had a dream to one day own my own boutique practice and really treat people the way I would want to treat uh, be treated and then also to end up with great results. And along the way, I almost never achieved those dreams. So I was so fatigued. Um, it was really difficult to get through a given day in residency. I would fall asleep standing up at rock concerts. So I'm from Cleveland and they inaugurated the inaugural concert was uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I remember Bruce Springsteen playing. I got floor seats. A friend gifted them to me. We went together and I was out cold. So Aww. during a full-blown concert. So, um, and I always joke, you can imagine what my love life was like if I couldn't stay awake on dates. And so I managed to get married, but it seemed like every turn of the corner when I wanted to achieve something, there, I was, it was met with hiccups. And, you know, shortly after getting married, we said, okay, we're going to try to get pregnant. And given this diagnosis of unexplained fertility, and it just snowballed into all these symptoms. And I was just devastated. And I'll never forget in the clinic, I had delivered babies for six years and it got harder and harder to be happy. And I'm one of those people that I'm going to be happy for you, regardless of what my situation is. But one day a woman came in and um, she wanted a pregnancy test and she told me a little of her story and seven or uh, six of her seven kids had been taken away by child protective services because she was now a recovered cocaine addict. 
And um, when that test came back positive with her eight child and she was pregnant, well, I was happy for her because now she had cleaned up her life and was, you know, for all intents and purposes, is still caring for that child who's probably grown by now. My heart sank. I said, you know, how could she get pregnant and I do everything right and can't. And I could no longer, you know, really, I could no longer say that, you know, that I can't accept this unexplained fertility diagnosis. So I did my own research and implemented probably what's very similar to a functional medicine protocol. And we got pregnant not once, but twice naturally. And then unfortunately, I wish I would have known what I knew now then because it led to a whole host of symptoms and the list of diagnoses went from a vision losing migraine. So I lost vision when I had a migraine in speech. I thought I was having a stroke, went on to be PMS and um, endometriosis. And then it culminated where I was just really unwell and they were entertaining this second autoimmune disease. And we had lived abroad for a period of eight years. And as a celebratory trip for all our hard work and efforts prior to transitioning back here to the United States, we had rented a little, you know, a little villa in Sri Lanka. It was like idyllic. And my kids were screaming, wow. watch me, mama, watch me. And I was in uh, liver dysfunction. So for all intents and purposes, liver failure. So my liver enzymes soared up into the mid 200s, which for those that don't know is about seven, six to seven times normal. And um, I felt it and I thought, okay, this is how it ends. I have overcome all these things. And right at that moment, I was actually transitioning into functional medicine. I found a mentor who served as a guide and he led me through the basic tenets of functional medicine. And, and I never got that diagnosis. And the the, the disease they were entertaining was autoimmune hepatitis. And for those mm-hmm. that don't know, if you truly have autoimmune hepatitis and you do not take steroids, the rate of death is 50% at three to five years without steroids. So never got the diagnosis. All those numbers reversed never ended up on steroids and, you know, touch wood. Now it's been eight or nine years since that whole ordeal. And so I'm on this mission. I'm on this mission to spread the word wide and far and small groups and large groups to really prevent this needless suffering. And I've really targeted, you know, your higher performing, your, your women that are leaders that spread the word so they can empower their tribes. I can't tell you how many times I've been at just like a neighborhood gathering or a a party or something. And someone knows what I do and they'll describe their symptoms. And I give them like three top tips. And a year later I see them and they say, you know what? My rain odds went away because I did everything you said. And you don't know the impact. So that's why I'm so passionate about speaking, but yeah. And, and like most people in the field, we have all have our stories, right? And that's what's brought us here. Well, I love how yours turned you into the fabulous provider you are today. So tell the listeners why it's so important to not ignore subtle symptoms of low energy and fatigue. And maybe your symptoms started subtly and then obviously they built. But why is it so important to not ignore these symptoms? Uh, fatigue is one of the top three symptoms of underlying mitochondrial dysfunction. And that's a big fancy term. And our mitochondria produce energy. And when they start to become dysfunctional, you'll, you'll start feeling a little less robust and fatigue's one of them. So is brain fog as well as pain. So if you're having that triad, you've got the perfect trifecta and you better get in right away. And it really is saddening to me when I talk with someone and they're about to engage in our services and they say, oh no, it it can't be that serious. I'm like, it is. If you've got the trifecta, it means pay attention now before it becomes more permanently disabling from those symptoms. 
it starts with this subtle fatigue. Here's my whole proposed uh, theory. You're going to hear a snippet of what's going to be in my book called Beyond Fatigue, which will be hopefully coming out this year. But we, so you'll acclimate to this level. And I always equate it to think about if you threw a frog into a pot of boiling water, it's going to jump out. It feels that boiling water. But if you put it in the water and it starts to boil, it may take it a long time, if ever, to jump out. And it's either going to die or have adverse consequences because they don't feel it. And and then with that fatigue, what happens is you feel a little less well. That means probably you're deficient in some vitamins and minerals. And through our lives, especially this last year and a half, stressors in our life will deplete our vitamins and minerals or B vitamins and magnesium, like nobody's business. And then you add in a little bit, the secret sauce is the environmental toxins we're exposed to, things you can't avoid, air, car pollution, etc. Um, you mix that up in a pot and it creates this perfect storm. The toxins take deplete nutrients, don't allow the mitochondria to produce energy. The stress depletes the nutrients further. And when your nutrients deplete and um, you don't, you're not making energy, the toxins that we're exposed to take the mitochondria out in a real special manner. The mitochondrial DNA comes from our mom. And I always joke, you can blame your mom if you're tired, but it is not that DNA is not protected in a, a coating called histones. And therefore the mitochondrial DNA is really prone to toxins. So that's why you should pay attention. It means something larger is at play. And if you pay attention now, not only can you reverse what's going on, you'll prevent that progression to brain fog, fatigue, or pain, and potentially think osteoarthritis. So destruction of tissue, uh, dementia, and the whole nine yards. And if I may share just what patients will typically say. So I see everyone from the woman who wants to optimize health prior to a pregnancy, which is my cup of tea. I love that because let's prevent it first in mom and then impart that great health into the baby and to fetus. And um, so at any rate, uh, I had a woman come in uh, that was wanting to be seen for preconceptual counseling. Her girlfriend talked her into it because she had been through and felt amazing and they were going to get pregnant together. That was her goal. And I said, okay. And at the end of the appointment, she was like, I don't even know if I want to proceed. I just feel so well. And by the end of our time together, and it usually takes us three, four short visits, even in the healthy people. So that's healthy to walk them through the whole protocol. And we do it as quick as possible. She said uh, between visit one and two, when she met with me at visit two, she said, boy, I didn't realize how fantastic I could feel. And here's what we found. Two of the things in her underlying imbalances were she had 17 vitamin and mineral deficiency, 17. So no wonder she had didn't could realize or actualize how much better she could feel. And she also had something called fatty liver. And that, in my personal opinion, is there's multifactorial, certainly you have genetic predisposition, which we'll talk about some of my favorite genetics in a bit. But she had, that's high carbs, coupled with low vitamins and minerals, which she had coupled with toxic exposures and her career put her exposed to benzene and all kinds of other stuff. So she was in a career. And so we reversed all of that in six weeks, her liver functions that were 150, again, normal goes up to 40, came back down to normal in six weeks. So it's really, really quick. But if we hadn't reversed that, she would have gone on to have something else happen. And it may have been too late or harder to reverse. So that's why it's super, super important because it's a sign of things are really starting to become unwell within our body systems and imbalanced. So you mentioned a couple of things with that story, the nutritional deficiencies and then the toxins. Can we go a little deeper with both of those? So what are common nutritional deficiencies? Obviously, she had a lot. So what are the most common nutritional deficiencies that you see? 
Yeah. So the first, um, obviously vitamin D is in 99.9% of patients deficient. That'll just make you fatigued in general, potentially depressed, brain foggy. I mean, that's, that's a, that alone will make you feel poorly. Magnesium's probably number two. Yep. I and agree. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree that with that too? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's needed in 200 different chemical reactions in the body. And when you're stressed, it gets chewed up very quickly. Um, Then I see zinc is soon to follow lately because I've been tracking. I'm seeing a lot of vitamin C deficient folks and vitamin A. So there are genes that govern vitamin A and our ability to convert it to the active form. And so that can be a problem. And uh, one example of that is if you've ever seen a child or one of your children after eating a lot of orange vegetables, so butternut squash, pumpkin, carrots, turns a little orange around the corners of their nose. I used to think, oh, that's great. It means that they're getting a ton of beta carotene. And no, it's not great. It means that their body can't take beta carotene out of that carrot and convert it into the active form of vitamin A. So it's just building up. So then they're essentially deplete or deficient as opposed to someone who doesn't have that. And I'd add in the B vitamins. So B vitamins get deplete. One other thing to think about is my vegetarian and vegans, if you're not real diligent about supporting your diet, whether it's added uh, supplements, vitamins, minerals, or really tracking, you're looking at zinc, carnitine, CoQ10, B12. Those are probably along the tops. And lo and behold, carnitine, CoQ10, B12 are needed to make energy. So yeah, it puts them behind the eight ball. Sure. I want to go back to um, for the mother listening who says, that's my kid. That's my kid. (laughs) They can't convert um, the beta carotene. What, What does that mother do? How can, what's a tip for Yeah. So you can give cod liver oil has a form that's active. You want to look for retinal palmitate. You got to be really, really careful. So in adults, definitely not more than a few thousand pregnant women, definitely not more than 5,000. So it has vitamin A is associated with birth defects at high levels. Um, in special scenarios, so someone who has an autoimmune disease that's cropped up or we're trying to get in control or someone has an acute viral illness, I'll do higher doses for a very short period of time. And then you back them down to some sort of maintenance dose. So it's really supplementing with an active form. Sure. So then let's go on to toxins. So if toxins are one of the other causes of this fatigue, what toxins do you often see high in your patient population? I'd probably categorize those into three. So one is obviously our pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate. Let's lump them all into things that like we spray on our vegetables. And what's interesting, so that's one. Two would be uh, pollution of our groundwater. Unfortunately, I'm seeing um, a byproduct of gasoline. Um, If you're not properly filtering water, potentially even distilling it is um, MTBE are the initials. So MTBE. And then the third is mold toxins or mycotoxins, which many people don't even know about. So those are the top three that I'm seeing. And then there's others that are to a lesser degree. So when you say you're seeing those, I'm assuming you mean on lab testing. So tell our listeners what tests you take advantage of that you love to run on your patients, again, to kind of get to the root cause of the lack of energy. Yeah, let's start just quickly back up to tier one and tier two. So tier one, when someone comes in and I run them through, I have this whole 3D protocol we'll talk about. And um, tier one looks at all the basic blood work that you could get drawn at your regular lab, like LabCorp Quest. 
but that your regular doctor may not order. And I've created a series of you know, the four words your doctor should never say, and that should be your labs are normal. There's always subtle findings, even in that person who feels well. Um, the second uh, series of videos I've created is the uh, one test your doctor will never order. And I look at vitamins and minerals along with a comprehensive you know, metabolic panel and blood count and thyroid panel that's more extensive. And then I really like to look at vitamins and minerals in the white blood cells. So it's an average three month marker. So it won't be affected, but if you just took some vitamins the day before or were on them for a week before, and that's a good starting point. Um, I've started adding in things that look at high toxic load, things like GGT. So it's a more specific liver marker. I look at um, oxidized LDL, which is um, a damage to the um, cholesterol, the bad cholesterol protein. It's got to be damaged, actually deposit on our arteries. Um, and it's an indicator how much toxins are exposed to um, uric acid as well, LDH. So those are some of the ones I'm looking at. Are there subtle findings? Is that all tier At one? Two. Okay, that's so that's, yeah, that's all tier, tier one. one. <laughs> yeah, it's all tier one. And you know what? I actually, here's a funny story. So we always, our patients are our best teachers, right? And, you know, 99% of my patients, I do this huge lab of L and it's 30 tubes or something. And so I had... I tried to do it at least once a year for me and my husband. And the first of the year is a good time to have them run right before the first of the year. And then we review them in January and we make adjustments to anything that we're doing in our lives or how we're supplementing. And um, I hadn't drank enough water and I had our, the phlebotomist I employ come to our home and do a home draw. So I chug water and it makes me nauseated. And I'm like, I better lay down. And he's really great because he lays down my patients. And I'm like, boy, I might need to split this lab work into two orders or so. But it is quite a volume of blood. Most of that's covered. Now, if you do nutrients in the uh, blood that are the three-month marker, those are, you know, there's a small fee for that. But then I bet you the listeners want to know tier two. And this is what a lot of people don't talk about. So in my 3D protocol, that last D is detox. And in my early days, I would offer people a formal detoxification protocol that would last um, anywhere from two to three weeks, possibly longer. And I'd say, I'll do this once or twice a year. And then a patient of mine came in and say, hey, I heard this on a podcast. I really want to get this toxin screening. And I'm thinking, no way is this going to be abnormal. This person lives the healthiest life I know. She does everything I've told her. She has impeccable health. Her lab markers are great. And lo and behold, despite eating all organic, when we ran, there is an environmental toxin test that um, Great Plains Labs puts out. And initially I used to say, why well, get it? Everyone's got it, but it's not so. I'm seeing varying degrees. So this really healthy person who filters her water, filters her air and eats all organic had very, very high levels of a lot of different pesticides. So some were low, but the others you have to scratch your head and say, where are you getting this from? So there's a protocol followed to lower it. And then we identify, and for her, it was, they were filtering. She had been through at least two filters. And so she moved on and did extensive research, found a whole house water filter system, and then we're able to lower her. And now we're testing her water to ensure it stays there and make sure we've cleared it. But you'd say, where is glyphosate, which is um, the ingredient in Roundup, and which we know has been associated with cancer. And there was a huge lawsuit over it, that it's ubiquitous. It gets absorbed into the air and then it rains down on us and it's just everywhere. And it just depends if you live on a golf course, they're probably spraying it on the course. If you're near farms, you can get downwind effects and be inhaling it. I mean, there's so much exposure and it's funny, every layer we unpeeled with this patient, she got better and better. And she already felt better within the first, you know, several visits. So I like the GPL tox. So that looks at all environmental toxins. 
I look at glyphosate, pretty inexpensive test under $100. The GPL tox is just over $200. And then the third one to round it out is I look at mycotoxins in the urine. And for that test, I really do prefer a company called Real Time. And for the listeners that don't know, so mold grows when there's a moist environment, but it's not the mold. It's the mold releases a spore. The spore releases a mycotoxin. It's not visible to the eye. You can't smell it by your nose and it can be growing in within between the walls or anywhere there's ongoing damage that you don't know about. And it almost always comes from a water damage building whether you know or don't know, and it's any time in your life. So if you've been exposed for a period of time and how quickly, five days. So I had one patient come in and was made very ill after staying in a hotel that there was visible black mold. Sad story. He actually cut his trip short at the fifth day. He just was so unwell with brain fog and fatigue. Um, So five days can do it, probably shorter, but usually it's small amounts that are ongoing and unknown. So lots of different toxins to look at, right? So are are both of those tier two or was mold tier three? No, uh, they're they're tier two. So I'll do the first round and the first D is diet and nutrients. So we optimize that because if I, you know, diet is always at the hallmark, but diet alone won't do it if you're really, really sick. And then typically we move on to digestion or ensuring that we have a robust non-inflammatory microbiome. So all the bacteria in our gut are the good bacteria. And then the third is I'll look at toxins. If you align that, then all the other stuff. So the hormones will, you'll need to do less balancing with. So it's kind of in that tier two, but it probably done um, after the second or third visit is when we're looking. Our bodies are naturally designed to handle stress, detoxify chemicals and preserve cell function. But when the burden increases, those naturally built-in systems can't keep up with demand and we start to experience physiological changes in our bodies. What causes that burden to increase? Unfortunately, a whole list of things, including common modern lifestyle habits like poor dietary choices, lack of sleep, abundance of stress, exposure to chemicals, and exercise extremes, just to name a few. To protect ourselves from this oxidative stress, our bodies are forced to use up stores of the master antioxidant glutathione, and this works for a while. But when those stores become used up, however, our body doesn't have enough antioxidant capacity to protect itself, allowing the stress to our body's systems to cause lasting damage. That's why I recommend many of my patients take glutathione daily to help protect their natural reserves, support full detoxification capacity, and help keep their immune systems functioning at full strength. Use code glutathione for 10% off at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now, back to the show. Well, let me guess what tier three is. Is that where we get to genomics? or? <sighs> Tier three is genomic. <laughs> let's, spend, let's spend some time here because we haven't talked a lot about that on the podcast. I guess I have had a few few guest episodes of which have not launched today yet, but let's talk about that. And some, so if a patient wants to invest, truly invest in their health and get up to tier three, what tests are you running on them? And kind of what are some of those important pathways that you really look at with genomics? Yeah, that's a great question. So Kind of to back up, we really should be educating the general public that the epigenetics or diet and lifestyle should be able to override any defective or mutated genes, should be. If someone is chronically unwell or has symptoms, you have to believe that that mutated gene, there's symptoms coupled with labs. So some of you can actually test and see if it's not functioning then that gene is actually expressing and not functioning as well. The name of the gene always governs the enzyme in that chemical reaction. So if you have substance A becomes substance B, there's two things that drive that. There's usually vitamins and minerals. We call those cofactors. And then there's that enzyme and the gene is named for the enzyme. 
And so I have two tiers of testing within tier three. So if someone doesn't have chronic, so, you know, I, I treat a lot of high level professionals and they not only want to get better, but they want to maximize health span and they want to minimize any adverse outcomes. So I will do a panel that we can read within the hour and give them coupled with any minor symptoms, coupled with labs. So it's always symptoms, labs, followed by genomics. We look at all three combined. That's where we'll start with them. Now I use another company that has 19,000 genes. We can't possibly read those. You can't implement enough supplements, but I look at key pathways. So if someone's unwell, we're going to be really looking at the detox pathways and things that lead to high levels of what we call oxidative stress. So I'm looking at all the detox pathways and things that have to do with toxic exposure. So we start there and then of course branch out. And I've studied under, it's been almost a decade under five, six, seven people. And you keep learning once you feel like you know it all. And then you're like, gosh, I don't know anything at all. And you keep diving deeper. And an interesting story here and why I started doing this is that functional medicine, just doing the basics, I found 80% of my 20% I couldn't make better in the regular clinic got better. So they have 80 of 20. That's pretty good, right? But for me, it was never enough. I wanted, why are these 20% of patients not better? And that's when I did the deep dive. And there was a young man that came in at the age of 11, had a diagnosis of autism, and he would sit with his earbuds in to block out the other stimulus and he'd bounce, no eye contact. How you doing? Okay. What's new? Nothing. Anything to say? Nope. And he'd say, and they'd pause and be like, gotta go. And he'd excuse himself out of the room. It was literally like this one minute interchange. And I'd been treating him for about 18 months and I'd gone to conference after conference. I'd presented his case and I said, I want to crack this code. So there was a night, believe it or not, I met up with all my former colleagues in Boston. We're at this restaurant. And when we got done eating, we pulled out the pathway maps. We plotted them out and we brainstormed as a team. So this is the beauty of having such great collaborative practitioners like yourself is that together we can go really far. And we implemented a few last things. And the mom had mentioned he was better. And I was seeing his sister uh, virtually. Um, by then I had moved away still held a license there and you have only have to see patients once a year in person. So we're still following with him. And he walked across the screen while I was talking to his sister. He sat down next to his sister. He says, Hey, Dr. Milanovic. So that's what I used to go by. Now I go by Dr. Rika. He's like, how are you doing? And I almost fell off my chair and I started to cry. And um, his, I said, you didn't tell me it was this much better. And the mom said, Oh yeah, I, I think I did. And I'm like, no, you didn't. This is huge. So you went from this non-interactive, you know, you wonder about what is his life going to be like to this highly functioning young man who's now well over 18. And yeah, so that's what led me down that path. And I just kept digging and digging. And even in my own health, you know, just digging about why was it that I went on to, like I was tipped off that glutathione and this is maybe a nice segue into glutathione might be an issue for me is that I started getting jet lagged from three to four days when we'd fly long haul flights. We're talking internationally, the 12 to 13 hours. So going East seemed to be the problem for me. It used to take me three or four days and it was a week then it was two weeks and it was three weeks. And by that time I was in my early forties, it would take me four full weeks to recover from one long haul flight. Wow. And I dreaded going back. And as you can imagine, 
my family's in the US, we're living abroad. I gotta, I wanna see them. So I have to go. And I was at my first functional medicine conference told by chance. I mean, it's not chance. It's always karma, right? That energy is attracts us. Talked to a nutraceutical representative and said, you must be so excited to get back to your kids. The conference is coming to an end. And I said, yes, but no, you know, I just know what's in store for me as I'm going to have to feel poorly for four weeks. And he says, oh my gosh, just take this glutathione and it'll help you detox from everything you're exposed to in the airways and the circadian rhythm disruption. He's thinking, by the way, also go to Whole Foods, pick up some melatonin um, because I didn't have access to it. I started exactly what he said like that day. And when I returned, and so it was just a day or two before I flew. So three days after returning, all the jet lag was gone. Three days from four weeks to three days. Now, sadly- I went off the glutathione and that's where I got into trouble. So I didn't realize it was an issue for me and I should have realized you it wasn't until needed I... it like long-term, not just after flying or yeah, not just after flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe this is a nice segue to start talking about those key pathways. Yes, so glutathione, so it was the article that actually brought me into functional medicine. And if you're deficient in it, it is our body's major antioxidant. It is better than vitamin C because when it donates the electron to neutralize things, it can be recycled and reused if things aren't aligned. And so that means if you've got good genes, the glutathione can become deplete with stressors, with vitamin nutrient deficiencies, with, um, so if you don't have the precursors to make it, and then also genetically, you know, might not be able to make it, transport it, recycle it. And there are three key glutathione genes, and I'm missing two full genes. So it's one of the only genes that you can have zero copies, one copy or two copies. Typically there's two copies. You get one from mom, one from dad. I had zero copies of two of the three most crucial glutathione genes. And my third one, so the third most important one uh, was mutated. So I had one mutation. So, you know, I worry, I think about that or try not to think about it now, but you know, momentarily you say, where would I be if I didn't know this? If I didn't know how to support my diet lifestyle, I didn't know how to supplement. I didn't know how to test and make sure. The other important thing is when we make energy, it's a good thing that we make energy. A byproduct is free radicals. So superoxide. Superoxide is good and bad. So any free radical will help us knock out bacteria, viruses, pathogens that we're exposed to. But in excess, it can lead to tissue destruction unless it's neutralized. So superoxide will go on to form hydrogen peroxide. And then you have to neutralize that. And glutathione is one of the one of the things needed to neutralize it to water. And the gene is glutathione or the enzyme is glutathione peroxidase. So if you don't do that, you'll have a buildup and the other enzyme is catalase. And if you have a buildup of hydrogen peroxide, some of the symptoms you may experience are one acid reflux, which I've had lifelong. And two is premature graying. So you might not see it now, but I was probably fully gray by the time I was 30 and my mom was as well. So that was all these telling signs. If you pay attention, love it, love it, love it. What about, oh, actually, let me go back for a moment. So at a conference, (laughs) you were told by a rep, Hey, try glutathione. So like on a hunch, you're like, Oh, this person seems intelligent. I'm give it a try that then you later confirmed when you were started, you know, kind of testing your patients, I assume then you tested yourself and that's how you confirmed that you did have these SNPs. Is that correct? 
That's correct. So, but you know, the interesting thing was I didn't run my own genetics for a few years after doing, we always look at ourselves laughing and I finally ran my whole family's genetics and both my kids, uh, bad or good, are both interested in medicine. And uh, my son is, who's a little bit older, is really fascinated by it all. So it's been fun to, you know, share that and say, you know, it's not the end all and be all, but if we don't start cleaning up our environment, um, all of us might start having those mutations expressed. That's a huge worry that I have. Could you be missing out on magnesium? If you aren't already taking magnesium, you likely should be. Our deficient food sources, caffeine consumption, stress, and exercise rob us of magnesium, which is an important cofactor for hundreds of processes in the body. It can calm your mind and ease your nerves to help you sleep at night and help reduce anxiety, PMS, and headaches. It can relax your muscles when you have cramps, your bowels when you're constipated, and it's required for energy, hormone production, and vitamin D absorption. If you're interested in exploring more about how magnesium can help support you living a longer, healthier life and the exact type of magnesium supplement to look for, check out my blog post, The Magnificence of Magnesium, found at yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash blog. And use code magnesium for 10% off our magnesium chelate product at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now let's get back to the episode. So you mentioned a little bit about superoxide dismutase. So there are SNPs here as well, correct? Problems with this enzyme. Yes. So we form that free radical uh, superoxide and you need superoxide dismutase to uh, neutral or to convert that to hydrogen peroxide. And if you have an accumulation of that superoxide, you can't do that conversion that can then bind with nitric oxide and you can get destruction of tissue. So think about arthritis, osteoarthritis, autoimmune arthritis processes. And so if you have that buildup or destruction of our fatty tissue, lipid peroxidation, so some of it you can measure. Remember I said the oxidized LDL looks at damage to the bad fat um, or bad cholesterol, I should say. And so one of the things at another conference I love when I was learning in snippets and now I see the whole big picture, I ran a woman who had autoimmune uh, diagnosis of autoimmune, the rheumatoid arthritis six weeks prior to seeing me. And she initially was coming to me because she knew I was pretty well versed in the nutrigenomics. And six weeks prior, she wanted to discuss MTHFR. And everyone may or may not know that was the first gene everyone got all excited about, but so much more than just MTHFR. And so I ran her through my protocol and I didn't know her genetics except for MTHFR. Didn't really pay too much attention, supported it somewhat based on her labs. She was living abroad, but was a US citizen. And so she saw me once and then left and actually saw me once or twice. And I gave her like kind of an extended protocol. I didn't hear from her for 18 months. And when she called to reschedule, I thought, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna say to her? She probably is not better. Like that's why I didn't hear. We should never assume. And I said, gosh, what happened? You know, I gave you all this protocol. She was like, I did everything you said. And I had given her SOD. And she said every layer got her better. And so she did my diet. She did the nutrients to support proper immune function. We worked on her gut microbiome. We talked about detox and things she needed to do from lifestyle. And then we gave her SOD. And she said every layer made her better and better. She was like, feels like I never got that diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis. I don't have a single symptom. I'm not on any meds. I sustain it with diet and those basic supplements. So I was like, whoa, how amazing. So we went back in. And we looked at her um, mutations and sure enough, she had a double mutation for SOD. 
So that's why SOD made her better. And for her, it, we just got her, you know, she was living abroad, so she couldn't get organic vegetables. She was drinking bottled water that probably sat outside the whole plastics. And another th- mutation she had was PON1, P-O-N-1. And that uh, governs the breakdown of our organic organophosphates or the majority of our pesticides. So that's why she became unwell as she had these mutations coupled with that perfect storm of living a life where she didn't have access to cleaner fruits and vegetables, was drinking this bottled water, probably with a ton of BPA in it. And so it was very interesting to reverse engineer it. So I've done that a few times where you use the symptoms in labs to suspect where that mutation is. Awesome. Awesome. Let's go on to the NOS pathway. You mentioned it a little bit, but can you expand on that also how important Yeah. So two ways, you know, NOS, nitric oxide is really important to dilate our blood vessels. So think, so we don't have high blood pressure. So we deliver oxygen to all of our tissues. Um, And in men, you think about erectile dysfunction and men and women, both potentially migraines because they're, you know, not delivering oxygen. Um, So that's how it may manifest if you're deficient, but if you have an excess of that nitric oxide, here's what can happen. So if you don't have nitric oxide, sorry, uh, uh, combines with the superoxide to form that peroxynitrite. And so we, the mnemonic or acronym for that is no nitric oxide to, oh no. And so that's the way to remember that conversion. And so I misspoke. So it goes from no to, oh no, when you're not clearing the free radicals. And so abundance of nitric oxide, not breaking down superoxide by your SOD forms that, oh no pathway. I kind of cheat. I kind of jumped ship and went to the next thing we we're going to talk about, but so, and then you get breakdown of tissue. And so that's why it's super important. You need enough to dilate your arteries, so you're applying oxygen to all your periphery, your arms, your legs, you're, you know, you're not uh, leading to high blood pressure because you've got uh, vasoconstriction or narrowing of those blood vessels. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know about you, but I know a lot of providers that I have worked with have been very excited about this Fenton reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, what's interesting. Yeah. The Fenton reaction is super important. So when I was first learning this, I thought, oh, it's superoxide. That's the mother of all free radicals. Um, that needs to be neutralized um, by SOD. But actually, it's not superoxide. It's actually this hydroxyl radical. What happens is if you have hydrogen peroxide and you're not breaking it down, this is where I jumped the ship. It will combine with, it can combine with iron and then it makes the hydroxyl radical. And that's actually even more damaging uh, to our body tissue. So yeah, the Fenton reaction is just iron combining with hydrogen peroxide forming that hydroxyl radical. And so, well, I know it's a lot of fancy terms, kind of geeky, but what I always tell people is you want to know the reactions so that if you give a substrate, you know, which way it's going to go. Same with, you know, we're not going to broach upon hormones. Maybe I'll have to foreshadow to another episode. We'll, we'll do the genetics of hormones. So there's nothing worse than if you give someone hormones and you're not paying attention to the way they break down and you give that man, man boobs, or you put weight on his hips, like a woman, like they don't want that or, or, you know, along the waistline and hips, likewise with women, if you give that woman testosterone and you're not aware that she converts quickly to something called DHT and you, oops, she's losing her hair or developing acne or her facial hair, or, you know, so you just, you just need to know the way things go with chemical reactions, especially when you're giving anything, even, you know, not to be careful. Or someone had asked me like, would I, you know, glutathione, Ooh, we should be careful. 
And I said, yes, you should be careful. So, you know, if you're not recycling it, it can become problematic and you need vitamin B3 or NAD to recycle that. And so it's a real complex interplay. And that's why if you're, if you are supporting these genes, you know, realistically should be having blood work at least twice a year to look at what's going on symptoms plus blood work plus genes to know where do we need to support you best. I love that. So if you're listening, you can have genetic testing done through, I don't know what all companies you use, but a lot of my patients have done Ancestry.com or 23andMe, or they've already done some genetic testing. But what providers like we do is take the genetic testing and run it through an interpretation site where we find all of this information, like what Dr. Reich is saying, find out if you have problems with SOD or NOS or glutathione or whatnot. If you have some, some genetic SNPs, some variations with those specific enzymes, those results are not going to be, be given to you by 23andMe or any of those companies. They're just going to say, hey, you have the breast cancer gene or the Parkinson's gene or you have fructose intolerance or potentially, right? Those companies are not going to dive in and be able to interpret your results at this complex, like you said, this complex level. Yeah, it, absolutely. And you, you, yeah, you want to look at the whole picture. You can get into trouble. So for example, MTHFR talks about methylation and that's just the playing a game of hot potato with the carbon and three hydrogens, so CH3. And the whole goal of that is to be able to fuel your DNA and RNA. I mean, and that cycle is going to run at the expense of all the other cycles that are tied to it, forming your brain chemicals or neurotransmitters, detoxing down a pathway called transsulfuration. And if, if you have too little, then all the other pathways won't work. If you have too much and you overmethylate, think about things like a rapid turnover of cells, so potentially cancer. So that's why... I wouldn't take it lightly and I don't. And there's counseling all along the way. And again, modifying protocol. So it's not one size fits all and it's not a one protocol for life. So it's going to change based on where you are at in life, where your symptoms are, where your exposures are, et cetera. I totally, totally agree. Given all of what you just said, are there any basic recommendations for the listeners on how we can reduce kind of the impacts of oxidative stress on our cells and longevity? Again, there's not a one size, like you said, there's not a one size fits all approach, but what are some general recommendations? Yeah. So I'd probably say if you're oxidative stress, you got to look at all the two things is um, get tested for nutrients, because even if you're eating a whole foods diet, you're going to be deplete. So you have the right equipment. Uh, I'll give you maybe three tips. Uh, the second would be uh, to ensure you have adequate protein. So you need protein breaks down to amino acids, which helps us detoxify. So nutrients, protein. And then if I had my way, I would do two more things. I'd say, get tested for the toxins. And if you really want to be at that high, if you want your health span to match lifespan, besides leading a healthy life is look at your exposures. So, you know, what needs to be removed It's very telling. And I probably do it once a year and then look at the genetics. So you're aware of what could get you to trouble in the future. Love it, love it, love it. This is kind of a more complex high-level episode, but I think it was needed uh, because so many providers just optimize hormones or just optimize you know, thyroid specifically or look at the adrenals. But I love how you've tiered your testing because if patients want to take things to the next level, then there are more tiers of, of tests. And most of this all is discussed in my book, Your Longevity Blueprint as well. So tell us where listeners can find you. 
Probably the best way is um, twofold. So we'll have a little bonus for your listeners in a minute, but to, off my website, it's www.drrika.com. And that's just D-R-R-A-J-K-A.com. Remember it is Rika rhymes with Micah. It's oftentimes pronounced. Uh, it's okay. I'll just correct you from the get-go. So it's said right. So um, you can find all the information about me, my clinics, any special offerings. Um, uh, I'm, and then on Facebook, it's, I'm sure you'll provide the link is at Dr. Rika. So I do a lot of Facebook lives. Those are the ones that come so natural. It's so easy to speak and kind of share um, my message. And I'm just now building up that YouTube channel. So that's Dr. Rika as well, D-R-R-A-J-K-A. And that's where I will am housing. And they just went up, I think just yesterday, the seven videos that talk about labs that your doctors potentially won't order likely won't order. And the four words you should never hear a doctor say is your labs are normal. So I review some of the basic labs and some of the more specific labs, which are in that tier one set of labs. Awesome. Sounds very interesting. Well, tell us you have a free gift for the listeners. My voice is barely holding out here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've done really, really well, Stephanie. So um, I have crafted a infinite energy guide. So it's 10 days to infinite energy. Um, so it's in PDF format. And then I say, go through it one day at a time. And then implement the steps. Remember, 80% will will get results by just doing the basics. So that really goes over the foundational things that need to be happening in your life to start feeling better. And we will absolutely post that link in the show notes. So as we conclude the show here, Dr. Rika, tell us what your top longevity tip would be. And it could be something you've already said, but what's your top longevity tip? I would have to go with know your genetics. I really would. Know your genetics because the world is becoming increasingly more and more toxic. And there's going to be a point when that burden exceeds everyone's ability to detox. Um, that's unfortunate. And, um, but yeah, know your genetics so you can mitigate the risk before it's a problem. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much today for coming on the show and sharing how important knowing our genomics really is and what we can do about oxidative stress and turn our fatigue into becoming fabulous. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Stephanie. It was great to be on the show. That may have sounded very complex, but it truly isn't. You just have to first have the appropriate tests run and secondly have a provider who can interpret them and customize a game plan for your healing. If you're currently a patient of the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic and interested in genomic testing or the environmental toxin or mold toxin testing discussed in this episode, give us a call and we'll get you scheduled to test. I do have patients who I'd say only want to conquer tier one and honestly, most feel better, but in a perfect world, all of my patients would take it to the next level and we would run what Dr. Rika calls tier two and tier three testing. That's the best way to optimize longevity. Want to hear more from Dr. Rika? I'll post her free gift in the show notes. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thank you so much for listening and remember, wellness is waiting.
The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.